0: 1 Kings chapter 18, 1 Kings chapter 18, verse 41. It's interesting to me how the Lord works. Earlier in the week, I mean immediately when I begin to pray, seek the Lord about this weekend. I mean immediately the Lord gave me this message and I knew that I was supposed to speak it. I felt like it was a word of the Lord for this hour, for this church, for you all. And uh, then I begin to wrestle about Sunday morning. Well, I wonder why. (laughs) Isn't the Lord good? It would be nice if he'd kind of clue us into that. Amen. (laughs) What a wonderful move of the Lord this morning. Praise God. Verse 41, and Elijah said unto Ahab, get thee up, eat and drink, for there is a sound Of abundance of rain. So Ahab went up to eat and to drink, and Elijah went up to the top of Carmel, and he cast himself down upon the earth, and put his face between his knees, and said to his servant, Go up now, look toward the sea. And he went up and looked and said, There is nothing. And he said, Go again seven times. And it came to pass, At the seventh time that he said, Behold, there ariseth a little cloud out of the sea like a man's hand. And he said, Go up, say unto Ahab, Prepare thy chariots and get thee down, that the rain stop thee not. And it came to pass in the meanwhile. Everybody say, In the meanwhile. meanwhile. And it came to pass. In the meanwhile, that the heavens was black with clouds and wind, and there was a great rain. And Ahab rode, and he went to Jezreel. And the hand of the Lord was on Elijah, and he girded up his loins and ran before Ahab to the entrance of Jezreel. Now before I give my title, I would be remiss tonight if I didn't. Talk about the other Hughes in the house. Amen. And that is, brother and sister, James Hughes, our dear friends, one of my Bible school instructors. He spoke in our wedding. I honor them today. I miss Dr. Hughes here tonight. Amen. Why don't we give them a hand? (laughs) Hallelujah. (laughs) Praise God. We're going to have fun tonight, but I believe the Lord is going to provide somebody a miracle in this house. So look to your neighbor and say, it may be crazy around here, but in the meanwhile. Hallelujah. The sky may be falling, but in the meanwhile. Hallelujah. There may be chaos and storms and a lot of mess, but in the meanwhile. Hallelujah. God is up to something. Put your hands together unto the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God. God bless you. You can be seated. In the meanwhile, is sometimes used in a narrative. It is an expression that is used in telling a story. When a storyteller wants to bring... A listener up to date with what is happening elsewhere, they will say, in the meanwhile. The word meanwhile or meantime are interchangeable, and the intention of its use by the writer is to bring awareness to the reader or listener that whatever is happening in a particular moment in the setting of a story, there is also... Another event that is transpiring simultaneously. Western narratives became famous for the expression, and somebody can say, finish it before I end, or before I even end it, and that is, in the meanwhile, back at the ranch. Look to your neighbor and say, In the meanwhile, back at the ranch. Hallelujah. The cattle are being stolen by a bunch of desperadoes, But in the meanwhile, back at the ranch, there's a posse saddling up, getting ready to go after them. The town is in an uproar, being overtaken by a bunch of renegades. But in the meanwhile, they're swearing in a guy by the name of Wyatt Earp. <laughs> Hallelujah. In the meanwhile... There is something that's happening in the middle of a storm, in the middle of a disaster, but God is working on our behalf. Your bride might be kidnapped by a notorious outlaw, but in the meanwhile, Uncle John shows up. Uncle John Wayne, that is. And your wife just happens to be his favorite niece. I want to tell somebody in the house right now, I get it. I'm not naive to what's happening in this world. But understand something, it did not catch God by surprise. He's not up there wringing his hands saying, I don't know what to do. It is by divine providence that God, in the middle of this pandemic, in the middle of your crisis, in the middle of your storm, he is working a meanwhile on behalf of you. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Any Louis Lamore or Zane Gray fans in the house? Hallelujah. There's somebody greater in the house than John Wayne and Riot Earp. His name is Jesus Christ. He sent me to tell you that there is a meanwhile working on your behalf. This whole story lends itself to a Western showdown. Here is the notorious prophet Elijah who shoots from the hip. He'll call fire down from heaven, put a serious whooping on 450 bell prophets, and then go outrun the king's chariot and call it a day. That was Elijah. And then you have this truly bad guy named Ahab in this worst bad guy, girl, named Jezebel. (laughs) And they happened to do company with 450 Bell prophet minions. So you wonder why, in the meanwhile, is in the middle of this narrative. I can't tell you how many times I've read this story over the years, but I never noticed this expression before until the Lord began to deal with me recently about this thought. My focus certainly was on the drama of the whole story like many of you and somewhere along the, while, along the line, the Lord just allowed me to miss it or whatever. I just missed it until the moment that I needed it the most. Isn't that just like the word of the Lord? Hallelujah. Isn't that just like him? How many times can you hear a song and then all of a sudden the worship team gets up and they begin to sing something? You're like, whoa, wow. I never heard it like that. Why? Because you were in the middle of a meanwhile and you needed a, a word from God to tell you, hallelujah, that God was on his way, that he is working on your behalf. You may have heard the pastor preach along a topic several times, but when he preaches it again, you're like, wow, where was that? I ain't never heard pastor so good before. Man, that was amazing. Well, he's always been good. You were just in the middle of your meanwhile and you needed that word more than you ever needed it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In our text, it is the ending of the story of the slaughter of the bell prophets on Mount Carmel. God has answered by fire, by way of Elijah's prayer to send a very clear message that Jehovah is the only true God. God sends a very powerful message to King Ahab of something no less he had forgotten Deuteronomy 6 and 4, hero Israel. The Lord our God is one Lord, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all of thine heart, with all of thy soul, and with all of thy might. To remind him of Exodus 20, thou shalt have no other gods before me. Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image or any likeness of anything that is heaven above or in the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. Thou shalt not bow down thyself to them, nor or serve them. For I, the Lord, thy God, am a jealous God. Can I submit to somebody in this house that there we serve a God that doesn't want to pay second fiddle at any time, at any place in your life, not in the middle of a pandemic, not in the middle of a crisis. He wants to see his church arise out of the fire, out of the heat. And say, God, you are worthy. God, you are worthy. I praise you. I lift you up, God. I adore you, God. You are my God, my Savior, my Redeemer. Hallelujah, hallelujah. God, during this season, wants to know who places him first and foremost. their life. He is the Lord. He is the only true God. He is Alpha and Omega. He is the beginning and the end. He is the first and the last. Can I explain that just for a moment? That means that he works from the ending of your life to the beginning. That's why he knows how your life is going to turn out. That's why he knows how this pandemic is going to turn out. That's how he knows that the church's greatest day is ahead of us. He don't work from the beginning to the end. He works from the end. He knows your story. You're going to survive this. You're going to overcome. You're going to be victorious. We're going to have the greatest revival that we've ever had because we have a God that is first and he is last. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God. Just as there is wicked people trying to change our worship, take away our freedoms. I'm not going to name any names here so don't get too worried but political leaders that are evil have evil agendas. You think it was any different in Elijah's day? It wasn't any different. How would you like, to, read about King Ahab, read about Jezebel. How would you like them to be your political leaders? God was sending a message to Elijah. He didn't understand it fully. But in the middle of all that, he was working a meanwhile in Elijah's life. And make no mistake, I don't know what's going to happen Tuesday, but you know what? And whenever I say it doesn't matter, please understand what I, the spirit of the way that I'm giving that. It's in God's hand. I've already voted early. I've got a vested interest in this. If you haven't voted, you need to. Is that okay? But the reality is it doesn't matter what happens on Tuesday. God is our Savior. God is in control. I'm not putting my trust in any man. I'm not putting my trust in any political leader. Hallelujah. Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. He... Sits on the throne, and he is the one that is in control. He's the one that I put my trust into. Put your hands together unto the Lord if you believe that. So don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Pastor Hughes, I have preached against the spirit of fear so many times. God hasn't given us a spirit of fear, right? Of love and of a sound mind. But I've never experienced that spirit of fear more so than in 2020. Anybody brave enough to say amen? Amen. 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 but I'm telling you, you don't have to be afraid. It's a trick of the devil. Hallelujah, hallelujah. And it might very well be a test to the church as to whether we're truly going to trust him. Hallelujah, you don't have to be afraid, praise God. You don't have to be afraid because God is in control and he's working a meanwhile in your life. Hallelujah, the best is not over, the best is yet to come. So Elijah says it's not going to rain. Till he says so. Now, it's three years later, and after that prophetic word of no rain, and there's a showdown coming on Mount Carmel between Elijah and 450 bell prophets. You know the story. False prophets spend their day praying, using useless prayers, and at their expense, Elijah has a little fun with them. Where's your God? He's on vacation. He must be deaf. They run out of hearing aids. I'd have loved to have been a part of that. Praise God. Finally, Elijah has had enough and he rebuilds an altar. Can I submit to somebody in this house? There's never a time in our life where we need to rebuild our altar than right now. Hallelujah. And I'm somebody hear me right now. I'm not here to beat you up over that. I'm just here to declare to you if you've gotten to looking around and you see that your altar is torn down a little bit, why don't you just spend a little time rebuilding the altar, rekindling the fire. Hallelujah. Because the fire will not fall. Somebody hear me right now. The fire will not fall until we spend some time rebuilding our altar. But it'll be worth every time and effort that you give rebuilding your altar make it to every prayer meeting come before church and pray give God the glory rebuild your altar and see that God won't douse it with fire hallelujah I want to encourage someone in this house through this pandemic maybe you've let your altar go maybe you've been guilty of isolating yourself a little too much hallelujah there's a reason why the lord is sending a word to you to spend time rebuilding your altar elijah kills all the bell prophets and now god tells elijah to tell ahab that it's getting ready to rain the famine is about to end in fact he already hears the sound of an abundance of rain what a scene a famine has been present no rain for three years. Can you imagine how dry it's been? I have to be honest with you, when they shut down church for a little while. Now, I hate to admit this, but confession's good for the soul. Ain't it, Brother Stafford? I got up a little bit later. Got my fresh perked cup of coffee from my grandma's percolator. Got me a bagel or whatever was in the house. And man, I'm going to sit down and watch the service. Please forgive me, Pastor, in my PJs. To speak <laughs> it wasn't necessary about the PJ's or the coffee or the bagel it was my attitude about how I had come to the Lord hallelujah praise God and what I found out is we can do that in church just like we can do it at home that's the reason why David the psalmist said enter into his gates with thanksgiving <laughs> Enter into his courts with praise. Why? Because it's important. Our attitude when we walk into the throne room, when we enter into his gates, we need to be thanking God. We need to be praising God because he has a meanwhile in the middle of our storm. Hallelujah. You can be seated. Praise God, anybody go through a famine before? I get that you're saying 2020 right now. But there's been a few people that have lived a lot longer than just a few years. You, you've experienced a few famines in your life. But the Bible declares that we're overcomers. By the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. Praise God. Is there anybody that has a few testimonies in the house? Hallelujah. Any saints of God that the Lord has bring you through a famine one time before, he'll bring you again. The Lord's brought you through a health crisis before, he'll bring you through it again. Ever been through a little financial difficulty, lost your job, your car went dead? But you survived and why? Because God was working a meanwhile then and he's working one in your life right now. Just praise him. Just lift him up. Hallelujah. Let your testimony shine forth. Hallelujah. Come to preach to someone today that in God's story, God's screenwrite of your life there is always a meanwhile you may not see it at the moment you may not be aware of it you may be clueless to it there is a meanwhile happening simultaneously on your behalf hallelujah God is timeless and eternal. Mm. You might face a few prejudiced folks in your lifetime, but God's not one of them. He's no respecter of persons. What he'll do for one, he'll do for another. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I'm not just talking about creed and color and race, hallelujah. I'm talking about whether you live for God your whole life or you've made a mess of it. God's not a respecter of persons. He knows how to restore your life, hallelujah. Why don't you just trust him? He knows how to bring healing and restoration to your family. Why? Because he's done it before and he's not a respecter of persons. He's working on your behalf. Hallelujah. He loves you. He loves you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So you may be facing a trial of monumental proportions. Look to your neighbor and say, but in the meanwhile, you may be dealing with a loved one that's away from God right now. Whew. Tell yourself in the meanwhile. You may be financially about to be bankrupt, but in the meanwhile, hallelujah, you might be getting attacked on every side, but in the meanwhile, you might have COVID in your body or you might have it coming to your doorstep. But somebody hear me right now. There's a meanwhile in your life, hallelujah. Praise God. Put your faith, your trust in God. There's a meanwhile that's working, something on your behalf. You may be facing a debilitating or life-threatening disease, but in the meanwhile, your marriage may be failing and you have lost your hope of being restored. But in the meanwhile, you may feel like you're in a desert place or a famine, but I hear the sound of an abundance of rain. There is a meanwhile that's working on your behalf. Hallelujah. So, Brother Milligan, what do I do when I'm in the middle of the mess? You listen, because God's going to give you a word. To some in this house, he's giving you a word right now. To some in this house, he gave you a word in the worship, or he gave you a word this morning. Hallelujah, there's a word coming your way. But it is important because with every word from God, trust me when I tell you, there will be a messenger from hell that knocks on your door. God had a message for Elijah. But before he got to that place where he could listen, there was a messenger from hell by the name of Jezebel that says, I'm going to kill you. Now, I've wondered for many years, Pastor, how in the world could Elijah, how could Elijah, this guy that shoots from the hip, how could he be afraid of little old Jesse? Somebody hear me right now. It doesn't matter who you are. There's going to be a time where you get weary. There's going to be a time when you're just sick and tired of Being sick and tired. The enemy knows how to wear on us, doesn't he? And it's in that time when we're tired, when we're worn out. Sometimes we've went through great victory and we think we're in a little lull where we can enjoy it. And he'll just come right in. There's always a messenger of hell with a voice of doom and despair but somebody hear me right now in the middle of that if there is somebody hear me right now if there is a messenger that has declared doom and despair for you you can understand two things about that number one what I've been preaching God has a meanwhile he's going to speak a word of life into you and the other is the devil is a liar He's a liar and the father of lies. All he can do is threaten you. He has no power to kill you or destroy you. You have a word from God that is life and that more abundantly. Put your hands together and say, God, I receive that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm not going to be much longer. But watch this. Elijah runs. He gets in the moly grubs. He has this pity party. I'm the only one living for God. (laughs) When you were at your house in the middle of a pandemic and church was shut down, you ever say, I'm the only one living for God. I'm the only one. Got up, take a shower, and put a suit on for church today in my living room. We get like that, don't we? He was in the mullet grubs. He thought he was the only one. Now, I don't know about you, but I don't know if I would have had to hear the still small voice. If I'm in a mountain and fire is raining down and there's a hurricane around me and an earthquake, I'd be like, yes, God, yes, God, yes, God, yes, God, yes, God, yes, God, yes, God. God. I mean, a fire comes and he's like, I'm the only one living for God. <laughs> Hurricane wind sweeping around the mountain, I'm the only one living for God. Mountains shaking, I'm the only one living for God. <laughs> but what happens? Sometimes God allows all that to narrow our focus. So you can hear that small, still voice. And in the middle of this season, the reason why I know that we're in a meanwhile and something great is about to happen in the church, because there ain't been nothing but chaos this year. But please don't make the mistake of writing off 2020 saying, this is a loss. No, this is a part of God's order. The fire has to take place. The earthquake has to take place. The wind has to take place. But make no mistake, God is about ready to step to the forefront of your life and say, God is going to bring a miracle. I'm going to anoint you. I'm going to give you revival. I'm going to restore you. God is about ready to speak. Thank him right now for that. Thank him right now for that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Musicians come. Stand in the house today. When he heard that still small voice, go back and read it for yourself. I won't take the time tonight. But he gives him instruction. He gives him instruction. He said, Elijah, you're not alone. I've got 7,000 others. And I'm about ready to add to the list. And he gives him direction to anoint a new king of Syria and a new king of Israel. And he said, if Ahab and Jezebel escape one, they're going to get it from the other. And then he says, Elijah, I'm going to send you some help. Now, Brother Stafford, my wife is the admin lady of our family. I wouldn't know how to make it. I was going to say from the bathroom to the kitchen, but I know how to get to the kitchen. You can take one look. She brings order to our family, order to my life. She's such a strength and a blessing to our ministry. So I get the gifting. This ministry team, along, I get it. Thank you. You You elevate your life. Lord says, I'm going to send you help, Elijah, because I get there's times of loneliness. I get there's times where you're just tired, you're weary. So I'm going to bring someone by your side, he'll wash your hands. He'll minister to you. He'll serve you. The whole time, hear this. Elijah is looking for a one-dimensional answer. Jezebel said she would kill me. And God said, Elijah, you don't have a clue. Because I've allowed all this to happen. I've allowed her threats to happen. Because I'm not working a one-dimensional answer for you. I'm working a three-fold answer. Answer, hallelujah, to your situation. I'm going to give you some warriors on the side that are going to do battle. You're not going to have to take out Ahab. You're not going to have to have revival on your own. I'm going to send a team around you. Hallelujah. I'm going to send some warriors in the church that are going to bat for you in a prayer room. Because God answer doesn't just deal with your crisis. Woo! But it deals with your future. Hallelujah. It deals with your future. And this church has a great future. Your family has a great future. Hallelujah. Because in the middle of what we call a mess, God's working the meanwhile. Simultaneously, he's ordering it all up. So that something miraculous and something beautiful. <laughs> Hallelujah, Something you never expected. I have not seen. Ear hath not heard. Hallelujah. That's the way that God puts a plan together. Woo. Get ready to sing if you feel led to come to the altar. Hallelujah. The last thing here is hear me right now. As they get ready to sing, God said, Now it's time. Look out into the sea. Despise not the day of small beginnings. And look for your cloud. (laughs) Doesn't matter that it's the size of a man's hand, it may very well have started this morning with a move of God and some people getting the Holy Ghost it may look like a cloud the size of a man's hand but don't you hallelujah I feel the power of the Holy Ghost I feel the power of the Holy Ghost God's getting ready to rain down God's getting ready to rain down Hallelujah. If you believe that, make your way down to an altar and just begin to praise Him.